You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Just have resting <laughs> fart face. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. If the crowd inspired them, they're going to be doing it every at bat for that guy. A huge hit right there. A big looking number on the board for the Twins. A changeup left out over the plate. A flower box that's missing a few flowers. And the Twins score two more. Reckless speculation. Is it really reckless? Or is it accurate speculation that's about to come true? Mm. Gentlemen, let me read to you a couple paragraphs that I uh, saw today on MLB.com, and we can react from there. Okay. Mm. We're just days before the MLB draft, at which point teams no longer need to surrender a pick to sign Dallas Keuchel, per the rules for players who reject a qualifying offer. In the latest episode of the Big Time Baseball podcast, MLB Network insider John Heyman notes that it might not take long for Keuchel to find a home once that draft pick compensation is no longer part of the equation. In addition to the Yankees and Rays, who have previously been mentioned as potential suitors for Dallas Keuchel, Heyman is hearing <clears throat> the Twins, Braves, Cardinals, and Brewers all could be in the mix for the left-hander services in the coming weeks. So he just named like two-thirds of the contenders, basically. Right? Yeah, yes, he did. Okay. But but nonetheless, nonetheless, he did name the Twins. Reckless Okay, what was the report, Rami, or, or Jonathan maybe found this, that there that the one-year $18 million, which is one-year $18 million is essentially what the qualifying offer is, right? That that, that that number is floating out there? That sounds right, yeah. For Keuchel? So let me say this about Dallas Keuchel, but primarily Craig Kimbrell, because I put, at this point, the twin starting pitching has been way better than any of us could have thought before the season started, and the bullpen feels like, it, it, I know that the current guys in the bullpen have great ERAs and everything, but I just want, I would love one more sure thing that that just takes a little pressure off. Taylor Rogers is probably feeling it a little bit here, giving up a couple big home runs. I would pay almost anything financially if I'm the Twins organization for one year of Craig Kimbrell and maybe even one year of Dallas Keuchel, if it means bumping a good pitcher to the bullpen that helps your bullpen even more. I was just going to say, if I'm getting a starting pitcher... I need to know whether it's a trade I'm making or a free agent signing like it would be with Dallas Keuchel. I need to know that that guy is better than my first four starters. Do we know that about Dallas Keuchel at this point? He's certainly better than your fifth starter right now. Doesn't matter. Well, maybe not. I mean, Devin Smeltzer was amazing last night. You only need your fifth starter through September. Mm -hmm. Yep. No. And then it's a four-man rotation. I have legitimate concerns at this point about, like, like if we were to go back to February, my answer to your question is yes, I, I think he is. But right now, if you're going to get him in June, he's going to have to go to the minor leagues or Florida at first and then Rochester. No, I can't say unequivocally that that I know that he is going to be an improvement. 
And I agree with Phil. If I'm going to go at this as far as one guy to improve my bullpen and one guy to improve my starting rotation, I'm much more tempted to make a trade for a starter to slot in there and then look at Kimbrell as as the bullpen guy. At least if you're going to do that, I think you have a better chance of accelerating Kimbrell's um, advancement and having him be effective than a starter. So here's one thing to note on on Dallas Keuchel and why I would even I would even amend what you said, Rami. Is he one of your three best starters? Because those are the guys that really get the run in the postseason right. series. Yeah. So is he one of your three best starters? And you could make a case in every other year, the last four years, that he for sure would be if it was the 2017 version or the 2015 version, which were all-stars. But not this team. If it was the 2016 or 2018 version of Dallas Keuchel, I don't know if you're putting him above Martin Perez at this point. Um, So he makes me a little bit nervous. And something else, too, I know this is small sample size alert. If we're talking postseason, and again, this is why I'd put Craig Kimbrell above Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel averages five innings per outing in the postseason. You're not getting a seven-inning horse that's going to for sure go deep. In, like You're not trading for Justin Verlander. If you trade for Justin Verlander or Madison Bumgarner a couple years ago, if he can get back to his old form later this season, you're trading for a guy that takes pressure off your bullpen. If you trade for Dallas Keuchel, he's a very good pitcher, but you're looking to get five innings out of him in a postseason game. That's how he's been rolling in his 10 career postseason games. He's a five innings guy. I don't find the idea of signing Dallas Keuchel for this Twins team very appealing. I don't, And I've said before, and people have called me crazy, but I'm going to keep on saying it unless something changes. I don't feel a real sense of urgency to add a starting pitcher to this team. I'm, I think there's a, a much more, much greater need in the bullpen than there is with the starting rotation right now. I'm good going into the playoffs with the front four that they have in their rotation. I'm totally fine with that. I want one and one. I want I want a starter that, that I can slot in ideally. Now I'm I'm with you. The Keigel thing scares me because there there would be an assumption made about his uh, potential to come back and be effective that I think might be a leap of faith. But I really believe as I continue to watch this team and see a really good team, I would love to go into the playoffs with a starter and a, a bullpen guy. Okay, so if, if you're looking for the one and one, then Dallas Keigel isn't your cup of tea. Ken Rosenthal is reporting slash educatedly speculating that Zach Grinke could be available and teams who are contending should kick the tires and make a phone call. And the Diamondbacks are just kind of a meh 500 team. They're 28 and 27. They're only two games out in the wild card race right now. Right, and so... It might not be a trade that's made right now, but if right. they if they kind of drift back in the next, because there's two months until the trade deadline, that Zach Greinke, who he's 36, he's definitely uh, well 35, going to turn 36. He's definitely not in his prime anymore, but he's got a 2.78 earned run average, a strikeout per inning. He's a guy that still goes deep into games for the most part. The yeah, but here is you'd still be paying him. A bleep load of money. He's signed for the next two and a half years at thirty-four and thirty-five million dollars a year until he's thirty-seven years old. Just, so you're just, not just getting I a rental. I just can't. I can't do this. But you got to assume that the D-backs are going to take some of that contract, right? Well, they can't expect. But anybody, then I got to really load them up with prospects. They can't expect anybody to take Zach Greinke and the entirety of that contract. They have to know at this point that they're going to have to cut their losses and, and eat some of it. But you're going to have to, if they're going to eat some, they're, they're going to want 
three prospects as, as opposed to two? How about you say, listen, we, we already let you have Eddie, Eddie, uh, Eddie Escobar. What, what is wrong give with, us, give us that what's wrong with my guy, Mad Bum? Okay. Just a short term guy. I can slot him Again, in. He's got the playoff experience. Is that really the, the bad unless, of idea? Unless Wes Johnson and the biomechanics people for the twins see something in Madison Bumgarner where they feel like they can get him back to form. I don't know that he's an upgrade yeah, over the first three or four guys you have in your rotation. But what if they can? If they can, if they see that and Dude, they're telling their personnel people that I trust them. The Twins are just showing off at this point. They've taken Martin Perez yeah. and Devin Smeltzer and turned them into aces. Like, Smel- like they're just showing. They, right, they, they can that, literally take. They can take anybody. No, but that's what I was just going to say. That doesn't mean that they could take anybody and and fix them and make them into Johan Santana point two point. But don't you think even Madison Bumgarner post injury the last couple of years have been tough for him. He hasn't pitched full seasons. That if Madison Bumgarner is open, and if he's looking over here saying, holy crap, like that team is amazing, and yeah, I'd love to get back to that level, and the Twins say, we can get you back to that level. Don't you think there's a lot more, even if it's not the same guy that he was four years no, ago, there's if, a lot more internal, I mean, there's there's tools there that Martin Perez doesn't have. If he's the, Madison Bumgarner. If the brain trust of the Twins thinks that they can bring him here and unlock something that takes him up a level, even if it's not like you said, up to the level that he was playing at when they were winning World Series, if he's an upgrade, I'll go back to this, over the first three or four guys in your rotation, or you think he can be, I trust him in saying that. They've earned the benefit of the doubt with me with some of these guys who they've they've done something with and, and unlocked something with them. They've earned the benefit of the doubt with me because of that. So if they think they can do that, great. But unless you see that, I don't see a real great need for a starting pitcher. Here's what I can't get past, and I think we're... I think where you and I are at a, at a crossroads here, Rami, and I want Judd's thoughts on this. So I trust Jose Barrios. I have no problem with him being the number one star. I know he has, there's been a couple rough starts in the last month or so, but like I'll put that guy in a matchup against any starting pitcher in baseball, and he's a competitor, and I think he's his stuff is equal. Like He's, he's an ace. The next two guys in a playoff series would be Martin Perez and Jake Odorizzi, and I yeah. know that those guys have been amazing this season so far, but I still can't wrap my head around... Trusting those two guys against the Houston Astros in a big playoff game on the road. I can't get there mentally yet. I've got three or four months to get there if need be. But I can't I can't sit here and say, yep, I trust Jake Odorizzi to go in and mow down the Houston Astros in a big playoff game. Or the Yankees fully stocked with their lineup that they're going to have in October. I don't have the utmost confidence in those two guys. That they're going to go in and shut them down for seven innings. But if you bolster this bullpen and you make it to where after if you have a lead after six innings, it's pretty much a win. And I think they're only one, maybe two arms away from that. Yeah, I trust Jake Odorizzi and Martin Perez to go out and give me five, six innings before I hand the ball over to a lights-out bullpen. I, I think if you're talking about a playoff run, which means which means the ability to win seven games a series, and you can give me a rotation that goes Mad Bomb, Barrios, or Barrios, Mad Bomb, and then Martin Perez and Odo get knocked down one spot, and my bullpen has one more really trustworthy arm, my feeling going into that series is of the utmost confidence. Right now, I'm not there. So if if you were to say you're going to play Houston tomorrow in a playoff series, I trust my ability to hit their pitching, but I I also know that there's probably going to be one of those first two games that I'm going to have to win, let's say, three to two. I feel much better if I've bolstered both sides of, of my rotation. And if this was a if this was a feel good season and an upstart team, I'd be like, okay, that's fine.
But the more I watch this team, it's not. This is an ultra-competitive team that I want to give every chance possible to make a deep run, and that's why I keep going with the, in my mind, one and one thirty. Yeah, and I and I and the bullpen is the same argument as the starting pitching staff too. Or like, how much do you really trust when it comes down to it? How good do you really feel about Jake Odorizzi, even though he's been amazing this year against the Houston Astros? I could make the case about the bullpen right now. Well, Ryan Harper has been incredible, and they found something and unlocked something with him at thirty years old. He'd never pitched in the major leagues before, but two years ago, that dude was pitching for the Double A Arkansas Travelers. Okay, like. I don't need him to be my first option after Taylor Rogers if the playoffs started today. I'm comfortable with him as the fifth guy. Yeah. So their their, their mission is to yeah. to to bolster the depth. Uh, we're going to wrap with Royce a little early here when we come back. Talk some more Twins, and uh, he's also covering Gopher softball in the college women's uh, softball World Series. Before we get to Minnesota United at the bottom of the hour. All right. Thank you, Jonathan Harrison. Minnesota United. At the bottom of the hour here, but a few minutes to wrap with our friend Patrick Royce. So the, the the twins are being linked now. John Heyman's got them kicking the tires on Dallas Keuchel, and we've heard Craig Kimbrell. So if you if you uh, had the budget and you were interested and you could only have one of them, which one would you rather have, Kimbrell or Keuchel after the draft, Pat? Devin Smeltzer. All right, <laughs> that works. No, I don't know. I'm not a Keuchel. I don't know. I don't think Keuchel's got much left. If I can get him for one year, you know. And uh, half of what he's making, I don't. I don't want to give him a three-year contract. And uh, first of all, if you sign him on June fourth, uh, when can he pitch for you? July fourth. Yeah. You know, yeah. right? Yep. I mean, it's going to take a while. Right. It's going to, you know, he's not going to be ready to roll. I. But what the heck if they do it? Uh, I, I don't know how he can show him enough to make him. You know, just throwing a ball on the side or something to make them uh, think that he can uh, come in here and uh, win with that slop he's been throwing the last couple of years. But, uh, you know, if you want to give it a shot, go ahead. Smelter. Uh, hey, Pat. Yes, that Smelter story got was the fa- same stuff he, is. Oh, he that, does. That yeah. was that that was a great story last night, though. That's what makes sports fun. Yeah, he uh, had a cancer tumor when he was nine yep. or something. And uh, you know what? He seemed to be kind of a funny bit of a character. And here's my theory. If you grew up with the name Smelter, you got to be a character, right? Otherwise, you're going to get nothing but abuse from your buddies, right? So you got to be a character <laughs> if, you're smel- if your name's Smelter. That's, uh... But you know what? I don't even know if he's invited to camp, but I remember being down there one day, and he came in and threw, and I thought, Hmm. This throw-in, I thought he threw pretty well down at spring training the one time I saw him. I, I thought he had a little more juice on his fastball. He say he only throws ninety, huh? But he, uh, he looked good when I saw him. So, uh, yeah, what the heck? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess, uh, I guess, uh, you know, what are they gonna? The theory is they'll have to go back when Pineda gets uh, healthy or two turns from now or something. Is there anything you can take out of one start to say whether or not it's for real or, or if it's just a one-off or any indication, Pat? Well, uh, Phil can tell you uh, and, and Judd about uh, when you look at the list of the guys who had uh, similar starts in their major league debut, who can ever forget our guy Andrew Albers, who was untouchable his first two games out there. Throwing in a sort of, of uh, change-ups and slow curveballs, and uh, it did not work out. But this guy's got better stuff than uh, just from what I saw a little bit. He's got better stuff than him. 
But uh, here's what I really want to talk about. I'm down here in Oklahoma City for the softball. Rami, they need a retractable roof down here for the softball championship. <laughs> for the softball championship? Roof. I'm at the softball, yes. I'm I mean, in Oklahoma City. Any way I can get Pat Royce on board with the put a roof on it movement, I'll take it. So, yeah, let's put a roof we, on yeah, that bad boy. Even have the, they couldn't even have the open practices today because they had their tradition. You know, Oklahoma City, they embrace this thing. They do well. But you're putting the stadium in the rainiest, stormiest, late spring <laughs> spot in America. If you don't get a tornado, it's 50-50, you're going to get a tornado down here. Supposedly tomorrow's going to be a sunny day, but uh, I, I take it you guys aren't in the studio. No, we are. No, we are in the studio. So why is all that screaming in the background? Oh, is that for... <laughs> what? I'm what? hearing... It's I'm hearing from Atlanta. I'm, I must be hearing these. No, no you're, you're getting you're getting the Atlanta, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium uh, feed in your ear right now. Oh, for I, the... I, I don't I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it up, I Jonathan. Don't... <laughs> I actually just I, I don't think I just it. turned it off. Right. I don't know. Can uh, you... By the way, uh, a note: Amber Pfizer, first team All American, uh, one of the three pitchers on the uh, first team All American team. They just announced that an hour ago at a press conference and they they had her show up and she didn't know what it was for until uh, that very moment when they told them she was among uh, four players in the tournament here of several that uh, were at the press conference but first team all-american uh, pretty good for a junior pitcher from small town iowa yep um so what who do we have any betting odds on on the college world series here or do we do we not do that was, are there sports books putting it it was it was pretty funny today. Uh, Traxel was up there with the coach was up there with three other coaches. Well, the guy from uh, Arizona who's like a legend. This was his. He's been there thirty five years, and this is his fourteenth college World Series. And then the gal from Washington who's been there fifteen years, and this is her twelfth college World Series. And then the gal from LSU. This is like. I mean, UCLA, this is like UCLA's 32nd visit to the uh, College World Series, and she's made like, she's been there 14, 15 years and made 10 or 12 of them. And then here's Jamie Traxel from Minnesota, first time they've ever been here. The other seven teams here have been in 109 College wow. World Series. The Gophers have been in zip. Yeah, that is amazing. Uh, yes, it is. But it's... Uh, you know, it's ESPN has really uh, done wonders for uh, uh, fast pitch softball. Although they kind of, you know, people watch it. They, yeah. get, a, they get a pretty good it's, crowd. It's they entertaining. It. They tell stories, and uh, it's good coverage. Pat, we'll t- we'll check in again tomorrow, and uh, we'll see what's happening down there. Soccer time! All right. All right. <laughs> What was that? I'm not sure. I think he probably hears the well, but the well, audience no, doesn't hear the noise. Was that the sound of the horns coming from Atlanta? Do they have Vuvuzelas? I'm listening to it now. There's no horns. It's just random stadium noise as they prepare to get the game started. <laughs> I'm going to the uh, United game on Sunday. They don't have Vuvuzelas there, do they, John? No, they no, don't. just All lots right. of drums and chanting Dude, and could, jumping and singing. I actually might try and go. No, I absolutely. I might see you there, Rami. You're going Sunday. I might go. Oh, nice. I might tell. I've got. My only question is, can you get tickets, standing room tickets? That's my only question. I'm um, guessing you can. I don't think you can walk up and get them, but there's got to be, I mean, you could, I'm guessing you could hop on 
Secondary I'm going to see if the wife wants to go. She hasn't seen the stadium yet. Wait, you don't get VIP treatment? They don't just have a Judd Zolgad box? I don't ask for VIP treatment. <laughs> I don't want it. Speaking of Minnesota United, coming up next, it's the pregame and then right into Atlanta and Minnesota United. A couple of United FCs wearing off at Mercedes-Benz Stadium tonight right here on Score North. Mackie and Jeff with Rami. See you guys tomorrow. Zolgad, um, I'll talk to you later. Bye.